0: what's up nba fans today is what could be the craziest day in nba history maybe sports history possibly and by today i mean today uh while we record this podcast march 11th on wednesday just a couple hours ago official word came through that the nba season is suspended indefinitely sean and I are reacting here as we record this podcast, and we'll bring you up to date with everything that we've heard so far, our reactions to all this. And uh, first things first, and I'm going through my memory bank right now in my head. Uh, you know, my 20 years or so of watching the NBA, and I just cannot think of anything that's more odd or has or another situation that's gone zero to a hundred so fast in one single day not just in the NBA, but sports in general. I mean, the only other things that come to mind are possibly the day Magic Johnson announced HIV, uh, the OJ Simpson jumping inside the Bronco and doing that whole hiatus, um, the the malice at the palace. That was a pretty crazy thing. But even then, right now, it seems like the consequences of those events, obviously Magic Johnson is his, his life, so that's on a personal level. But this one is affecting the entire NBA family as well as... The arenas, the cities, the fans, and all the workers who rely on the income and merchants who rely on the income there from these games. So, not an, a decision, I imagine, that was taken lightly, but still, it is what whats it is, what is it is what it is, and the NBA is suspended until further notice. Uh, Sean, go ahead, feel free to share your
1: reactions here. Oh, man. This is, yeah, like you said, this is something that we've never experienced before. I, I think what I'd liken it to the most... And it's not even a comparable thing because the only this is the only time the NBA season's been suspended um, in my lifetime watching the NBA is when the lockout happened. Oh um, right. That, that's like the only time I remember a season getting short. And I know I think it's happened in the past, but like that's the only time I remember when less games were played because of outside factors, something outside the game. And that was even within the NBA itself. And this is bigger than the NBA. I mean, we're talking about a global epidemic, a pandemic at this point, an official pandemic, according to the World mm-hmm. Health Organization. And you, and the NBA isn't the only um, sport that's suffering because of this. Rudy Gobert isn't the only athlete that has this. Um, there's this Italian player, um, his name escapes me, but I think he played for Juventus, and he recently got contracted with the coronavirus too. His name was um, Danielle Rugani, and. Mm-hmm. I think they, yeah, they ended up suspending the Italian league there. Uh, with the Premier League expected to make a similar decision, and obviously the G League looking to suspend their season also now um, with this recent outbreak. Occurring within um, the basketball family, Um, I have to think that the MLB is going to follow suit with uh, spring training. I have to think the Mm -hmm. NHL is going to follow suit very soon after. I I haven't heard anything about the NHL. I don't know if they just think it's like too cold in the arenas for the coronavirus to appear (laughs) or I I don't know. But I'm sure we'll see something. But and then um, the BNP uh, tennis open um, that was scheduled to start earlier this week, that was canceled. As well, And so you're seeing all sports get affected and this is something that um, I think is especially terrible about is that the coronavirus is causing a panic around the world and what better way to, I guess, alleviate some of the fear and that is just to sit down and watch a game. You know, sports has always been sports has always been that, you know, like escape for a lot of people Mm -hmm. from from reality, from the fears and the craziness of the world. And now that's actually hit this part of the world for us. And now it's like, what do we do? We just panic. Yeah. Right? Is that exactly. is that supposed to be our reaction now?
0: Yeah, I've always I've always I've always loved sports because of that. It's like one of those few I always describe it as it's one of the few things in in the life, in the world where you can be that offers like an inconsequential passion. Mm-hmm. You can be as passionate as you want <laughs> about sports, and it literally has no consequence into anything other than like just that little made up artificial sports world, which is good. It's, I mean, it's great because, you know, it is a great escape for a lot of people, you know, ourselves included. We're huge fans of sports. Uh, But so, yeah. So when the, when something that we're seeing across the news actually comes in and seeps into the sports world, it's like, it's kind of an eye opener, especially for someone like me who consumes a lot of NBA content. I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. This is like, this is a big deal. Like, Uh, This is this, you know, this has gone zero to 100 really fast now for me Mm -hmm. as well. So I'm definitely thinking a lot more about it. Um, you know, especially and which is crazy to think, you know, here and I live here in San Francisco. So earlier today, the Warriors had been asked by the city to suspend all their games. Uh, so to, to, you know, to follow city orders, they'd suspended their games or their plan was to continue playing but just have no fans. And that was something that the NBA had met with their board of directors and the board of owners to discuss whether that's something that should be implemented across the league. And it seemed like that was agreed upon. And it seemed like in terms of discussing whether or not the whole season should be suspended, that was something that seemed far-reaching. But now, within a couple hours, uh, that that is now a, a reality here yeah. for this entire league. And I think here's an interesting thing. Because this is where my mind went as soon as I heard about Rudy Gobert is that it's not just... Rudy Gobert who we know of right now. Mm-hmm. That's not to say he's obviously the only one with it. And in the last five days, the Jazz have played the Toronto Raptors. And it's, I'm not going to go through this whole list, but as you can imagine, the NBA, we have games on basically every night, mm-hmm. if not every other night. And there are teams that, play, that usually play with a one- to two- to three-day window. So you... Teams get mixed up really fast. So in the <laughs> last five days, all 30 NBA teams have somehow been impacted or in contact with the original, which is patient zero, I guess, in this case, Rudy Gobert. So the Jazz have played Toronto, who then played Sacramento, who played Portland, who played Phoenix, who played Milwaukee, who played Denver, <laughs> Cleveland, Chicago, all the way Brooklyn, down the list. <laughs> Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, Philly. Uh, Spurs, then they played da- the Spurs, who played Dallas, who played Indiana, Boston, and who played OKC. Anyways, the list just goes on and on, and it roots from Toronto, the Spurs, and Detroit, and Houston. And then from there, it just continues on domino effect across the entire league. So we're talking players, personnel, media members, uh, of course, obviously, coaching staff as well, and maybe seep through to some fans. So
1: this, this, is, this is like a... This is like a big deal now. So here's the thing, on we were at the Lakers Clippers game, we were three days ago. Does that mm-hmm. make us susceptible right now more so than the normal person?
0: I'm not so sure. I would. It seems like any kind of large gathering at this point has a high probability chance of you acquiring this coronavirus, especially in a larger city like L.A. or a San Francisco or a Seattle. So I would say, yeah, if relative to us being at home, yes, it probably did. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then you went to the airport too, right? I did. Then I went to the airport. Eerie Feeling at the airport, almost (laughs) empty LAX. Oh geez. Uh, So I've been, I've been around and whether or not I had the coronavirus myself, who knows? We'll see 14 days from now, because that's usually how long it can take for symptoms to actually develop. Uh, so that's to say that it's possible that Rudy Gobert has been carrying this for quite some time now.
1: Right? Yeah. So I mean, basically anyone could be infected in the league is basically what this graphic mm-hmm. is telling us, and it's just crazy because even with that, like, kind of in the back of your mind, we still had games get postponed, right? Games get canceled tonight when it's like you're not gonna stop it at this point if it's already infected mm-hmm. these teams. Yeah, OKC Jazz game get immediately halted. Players get, are quarantined in the locker room. I think they're still quarantined in the locker room as we speak. Mm-hmm. At Like three hours after the game, or four hours after the game was supposed to go off. And they're wearing masks in the locker room, from what I hear, from what I seeing on Twitter. All um, have to get tested. The Kings and the Pelicans game, uh, that got postponed after they found out that Courtney Kirkland... Was the one of the referees set to referee that game, and he had just come from refereeing the Utah Jazz Raptors game on Monday, and even just that, yeah, even, just, that, yeah, that even game. just being around that, and then even go, even though Gobert didn't play that game, uh, that was still enough to warrant enough fear that uh, there might be the potential for more coronavirus spreading uh, from him, so they canceled that game, and then, then now yeah. that's it. That that's the, um, that's the last uh, NBA breath. That we got um, until this whole thing gets resolved.
0: Yeah, and here's the interesting thing, though. It's like the official announcement came down. OKC game got canceled. However, the New York Knicks and Atlanta Hawks were still playing. In fact, they went into overtime. Right, yeah. Denver and Dallas still continued yeah, playing and for a out. moment. Yeah, and for a moment, there felt like Kings and Pelicans were also going to get. Oh, we're going to actually also um, kickstart their game. Mm-hmm. So it just seems so bizarre to me that that happened. I got to imagine that the players, Jokic and all of those guys had to have somehow found out while they were in the middle of their fourth quarter or at least headed into overtime for the Knicks in the Atlanta Hawks game. Like, wh- what do you think goes on through a player's mind? Do you care about this stuff or?
1: Oh, it's definitely you- in your mind. Yeah, I, th- I think that it definitely affects like how much you care about the game in its like current state, you know? Cause it's yeah. just something that's so much bigger than the game. It just, exactly. it's just so much like, I'm sure that all their phones are blowing up. I'm sure that it's on the minds of all the fans there. And I think, well, I was watching the last bits of the game, um, tonight and it was interesting that they were talking about it. It was Doris Burke. And, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. That was, um, the play by play guy, but they were just talking like these, this could very well be the last NBA action we see for a long while. And mm. we just have to make the most of it right now. And when you're watching the game, it didn't seem like people were affected by it. Like it just seemed like a normal game um, outside the fact that Boban Marjanovic was an absolute unit. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> he, that man, 30, 31.17 rebounds for this man. Career high. Career, career high. high. Right? Unbelievable. I don't know how he doesn't get more playing time, but like this is that was the last NBA we action we'll see, and I think the fans responded like they were cheering, like they they knew that like they needed to savor these moments, and I think the players mm-hmm. did too because they they were all still playing hard up until the very end.
0: Yeah, and I think that roots an interesting question here is how long can we expect the season to be suspended? And honestly, I I've I scoured through Twitter and I scoured through you know whatever news articles wrote about this to see if somebody put in a little nugget of info about what they think about that because i honestly have no idea like how long to expect and it seems like nobody else does
1: either yeah uh, could I it don't be know. a while or could it just be a couple days i i, it's, I doubt it's just going to be a couple days unfortunately it's just because mm-hmm. i mean the virus has spread so far and it hasn't even reached its peak yet, I don't think.
0: Right, I was going to say that as well. I don't think it. I don't think yeah. it's
1: close to its Especially peak. Especially because what we're trying to do with all these quarantines is slow down the spread of it. But mm-hmm. I, since there's no vaccine or anything that we can administer to stop it, it's just going to spread more slowly. And maybe that gives us more response time to help the people that will be affected by this the most. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost inevitable that we're all going to contract it at some point because it's spreading so far, or at least a lot of us will contract it at some point. And we're not at that point yet. And because we're slowing it down, I just don't know how long it's going to take. I feel like it's going to take longer than we expect. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about hearing about, um, things get canceled that are months out like E3, the video game conference that got canceled and that's in late June. Right. So if they don't expect this to be contained by late June, that is very very scary thought to me because if if it becomes a thing where the NBA can't play until late June, are they even going to finish the season at that point? Like how do you right. how do you start it back up? Do you even play more regular season games? Do you shorten the playoffs? There's no protocol for this at all that I know of and nothing that's come up on Twitter. Like you said, we've been researching stuff. Like no one has any answers yet for what's going to happen. I know that that the NBA board of directors is going to meet tomorrow to try to figure out some sort of solution. Um, But who knows if they'll even come up with something on the fly so quickly. And yeah, I just, I'm worried to like, will this season even see um, it? will even see itself play out.
0: Yeah. And those are some good points. I mean, there's so many moving pieces here. In terms of like, obviously, venue management and other seasons overlapping and where the players are going to be. Where's the mind going to be? Where's their where's their conditioning going to be? I mean, our, I assume mm-hmm. players will probably try their best to continue keeping themselves in good condition up until the end. But there are so many moving pieces in the league as well, like in all of a sudden dudes that looked like they were done for the year, might very well have a chance to k- still influence their team's playoff chances here. Yeah. You know, assuming assuming the same amount of games are still left to play. And we did create a list of that here. Um, Sean, you did create a good list here, I think. You put some good ones here. Um, what can happen here if this coronavirus what it does to impact the season and what, what that really does. So if some things were to, you know, if we were to come back and play the same amount of games, obviously the Grizzlies all of a sudden are shaking in their boots a little bit. (laughs) Are the Pelicans are, could also be a little bit impacted in terms of the game, some games being eliminated and all of a sudden going straight to playoffs. So, Let's go through this let's go through this list Sean what do you think is the biggest the bigger person who could be impacted here
1: Yeah so I mean there there's so many different ways this could go that the impact will be dependent on what the solution actually is So I think the first mm-hmm. question we actually have to ask is do what what do we think is the most likely scenario for how the NBA handles the rest of the season Will it be truncated? Will they still play 82 games? Will the playoffs be shortened? It, the, I think, I think the most likely scenario is that the season's going to get truncated. Um, mm-hmm. And if the season gets truncated, I think the Memphis Grizzlies stand to benefit the most from this. And we use the term "benefit" in a very loose sense, obviously, with in the wake of all of this news. But like, if we have to, if we're looking at this purely from a basketball perspective. The Grizzlies do have that four-game cushion right now, and a lot of a lot of odds makers and predicting machines are going to tell you that the Grizzlies don't actually have that good of a chance as you would think they mm. would have to make the playoffs right now. We've been talking about it over the last few weeks. Um, they lost Jay Crowder. They have some injured pieces, but now when you're talking about possibly not having to play as many regular season games, that four-game cushion they have becomes almost insurmountable. Like if yeah. if we come back two, three weeks from now and it's like, okay, we're just going to pretend like the last two, three weeks didn't happen. um We only have 10 games left in the season. The Grizzlies are all but locked into the playoffs at that point. And that gives them extra time for Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark to heal their injuries and not have to worry about sacrificing any games that they might lose without those pieces in the meantime. Yeah,
0: exactly. I think that's a huge one right there. Is the benefit of injury, So, like giving guys more time to heal, so they come back truncated season, and then they, and then those guys come back healthier. All of a sudden, a bunch of those high level of high level games of difficulty are magically taken off their schedule. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no way they don't walk away with the eight seed. However, on the other side, if the season doesn't get shortened. We, we could see some benefits swing heavily in the favor of the Portland Trailblazers, I think,
1: here. Oh, totally. I mean, we already heard um, earlier this week, and that was probably going to be news we'd regularly report on um, mm-hmm. <laughs> if this podcast were uh, normally scheduled, uh, that Yusuf Nurkic is going to come back on Sunday, March 15th, which is good, which going to be huge for the Blazers Uh, Hassan Whiteside, as good as he is at rebounding, is not as good on the defensive end, which is what they desperately need. Nurkic Mm -hmm. coming back for them would be huge, Um, but he was going to come back very cold, coming back to his first game of the season on March 15th. But now it's like, okay, you don't have to, like, we don't have to rush you back. Now we can get you some more practice time. You can heal up a little more, even get some more strength and conditioning under you before your first NBA game. And now if we're coming back and we're playing the same amount of games, that's such a huge benefit for Portland because they need every piece that they can get at this point. And maybe even Zach Collins can come back, depending right. on, of course, if they don't truncate the season and if the suspension of the season lasts long enough to where they're like, okay, yeah. now now maybe we can incorporate Zach Collins back into the rotation now you're thinking, okay, maybe Portland's season isn't lost, which I think if we were, if this was a normal podcast and we were talking about just the week in, in general, I would say that Portland is probably not going to make the playoffs. Um, but yeah. under these circumstances, they very well could.
0: Yeah, I agree because it's not just Nurkic coming back, but also needing the time to get his body back under him. I think all of a sudden you give him another – two to three weeks on top of that before, and he he gets back into the swing of things with games. Oh, things are going looking really favorable for the Portland trailblazers. And then, I mean, on the other side of that is also the Pelicans who are probably also crossing their fingers that the season comes back at the, and plays the exact same amount of games because Mm -hmm. they're, they were starting their upswing. They got a healthy team or like JJ Redick is out so that would help them a little bit but they were they were catching rhythm and it looked like they were on their path to securing the 8 seed had, had had if things did not play out the way they are right now
1: right yeah i mean the pelicans having the easiest schedule remaining um but still needing that all of those games to come back from a four game five game defi- deficit on the grizzlies still um if this season gets truncated at all their playoff odds are going to shrink exponentially um, mm-hmm. To the point where I don't even think they could make the playoffs because they're just not—they're not ready to go on like a six-seven game winning streak. They're not that sort of team yet. Um, so they—they they yeah. would be probably skating by like six and four in their last ten, seven and three maybe on a good week. Um, but that's not enough to catch the Grizzlies if you're talking about only have to play like ten games left in the season. Um, the Pelicans' um, playoff hopes could be lost very quickly. Yeah exactly so how about the some of these other teams who
0: are got their massive injuries and you know if they get this extra time like what it could do for the swing of their fate so let's start with the raptors here mm-hmm. norman powell marcus Sol, uh fred van fleet they had a string of dudes who just have like these achy injuries um and now all of a sudden they might just have the right amount of time to come back and and get right, get ready for a playoff run for the Toronto Raptors.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think the Raptors stand to benefit the most from any sort of hiatus in the league. Uh, Norman Powell just injuring his ankle on uh, Monday. Marcus saul has been out for a while. I'm not even mm-hmm. sure if he was planning on coming back this season. Honestly, do do you know if he was planning on coming back? I've heard it very like little. like he was.
0: Yeah, he was like day to day at this point. And it looked like he was really he was getting closer and closer to coming back. Um, but they also had Fred Van Fleet, sort of like with some lingering injuries as well as his day to day. I mean, they had they got Sergey Baca back a couple days ago, and he's just been on a tear for this team.
1: Right. Yeah. If I think Fred Van Fleet is a huge one, uh, he was he was slated to maybe play on Monday too, so he was close to coming back. Um, so he will most likely be healthy whenever the next game is for this Toronto Raptors team, and I would think Gasol would be the same way. I think I don't think he was that close to playing this week, but I do think he was pretty close to playing overall. Um, but then, mm-hmm. yeah, whenever this hiatus is over, the Raptors are going to be finally healthy again, and that's something that they have not really been able to say this entire season. So uh, take your blessings where you can get them, I guess. <laughs> and then with, exactly. with the 76ers, I think Ben Simmons coming back. I mean, Embiid just came back tonight, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he was able to play a full game and now you got Ben Simmons who maybe we weren't even sure how long it was going to take for him to heal up. Um, I think it was going to be at least another three weeks. Um, but now you're looking at, Hey, like maybe he doesn't miss any more games at all. Um, depending on how long this break is. Right. So it could be
0: that, I guess the, the silver lining in all this is it's possible. We're going to get to the playoffs and we're going to have all, this, all the teams who are there at their very best. Or at least at their very best in terms of health. Right, yeah. Which is, you know, which health is a huge thing, huge X factor in sports, especially in the NBA where it's like there's certain teams who just never make it over the hump. And sometimes it wasn't necessarily because of anything they were doing wrong, but because they just never had health on their side. So this will be an interesting a situation for us to be able to get to the playoffs and all of a sudden everybody is one hundred percent and ready to go and
1: all of a sudden things might get a little tough for some people. hmm Right. Yeah. And then I think I think of uh I guess some of these are a little fringe, but the Nets, do you think Kyrie could return? No, I think this no. is done. I don't know
0: what's going on with this Nets organization losing Kenny Atkins at the time that they yeah. did. <laughs>
1: I, I'm no, nah, I wouldn't put my bets on here. Okay, yeah. So I, I put on here that arthroscopic soldier surgery takes about six weeks to heal, um, which is why they put him uh, basically put him on the rack and mm-hmm. said he was going to be out for season. Because by the time he heals, it would be mid-April. Um, he's still not conditioned yet, but if there is an extended mm. period and they don't truncate the season, I just wondered. I was wondering like would they possibly bring him back for the playoffs if everything was just pushed back a month.
0: Yeah. So if we started playoffs in June, right? Yeah. That would be interesting. I don't I still don't really see it happening, though I do think it's like in the realm of possibility.
1: Yeah. Obviously I don't think that if it was to be like pushed back a month that we would play a full out season. Um, I do think it would be truncated so uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw that out there as one of like the the very sure. unlikely but possible and then the Pacers um, have Brogdon hurt right now and he has been week to week he's probably going to miss like two or three weeks um with the outlook of his quad injury now I think this this does help the Pacers a lot too because I mean they just got mm-hmm. odalipo back healthy, but then Brogden now gets hurt so they were looking to be hampered for the rest of the regular season. But now maybe they don't really miss a beat.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that that'll be a big piece to to bring back for the Indiana Pacers is they're like right there trying to get trying to squeeze in to see if they can get a home first round home court advantage steal from the Miami Heat. Who are all, as there are only two games behind them. Uh, so getting back Malcolm Brogdon would be big. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on from the Pacers, what about the Lakers, Sean? How does this <laughs> affect the Lakers, who have just gone off probably the absolute best week of their regular season so far? Maybe by far their best week. I don't think you could really capitalize any further than this. Just taking down the Clippers, taking down the Milwaukee Bucks. LeBron James playing like the MVP and best player in the league. Wow. All of a sudden, this momentum is just going to be hardline stopped.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, the rhythm. I think any team that was catching a rhythm at this point in the season is going to be at a huge disadvantage whenever action returns. Uh, the Lakers mm-hmm. being at the top of that list. I mean, we we watched them go up against the Clippers and handle them easily. Like, LeBron looks as good as he's ever looked, man. Like, yeah. man, he was unstoppable in that game. Anthony Davis has just become such a consistent piece outside and inside He's unstoppable when he wants to be. And the, be- the bench pieces are actually performing pretty well. The-, the starter role players are actually performing pretty well. I mean, we saw Avery Bradley put up 24 points. Oh, yeah. 24 that points. That was amazing. That, I mean, he was the whole reason they won. It was crazy. Yeah. And then you have KCP even getting in the mix. Um, Kuzma was less of a factor. But if they just get one of those guys going, and it seems like they all have the potential to at this point in the season, they are unstoppable, although they did lose to the Nets. Um, although Anthony Davis should have made that game winner against the Nets. Oh, man. Did you see that game? I did not see that game. Yeah, it was 104-102. One, LeBron collapsed the entire defense on him, kicked it out to AD for an open three to win the game, and he just bricked it. It should. Well. It should he, they should have won that one too, but... All that aside, the Lakers were playing in prime form. I think they they were really gearing up to make that playoff push to just show that they are the number one contender. Um, and now all that all that energy, all that heat, cools off a little bit. I think, and it, it's hard to keep that momentum going where you're not playing any games. The hype's died down a lot. Everyone's kind of in a lull right now. Uh, it's just it's it's just all bad news. Um, and so hopefully they can just come back and be that same team. They're they're fully healthy, so they weren't mm-hmm. they weren't uh they don't benefit from any injury rest time like some of these other teams do. Um, and then you have other teams like them too, like Oklahoma City Thunder, who have been on a tear recently. You they get out of rhythm now, and they they were in the five seed going into tonight and playing against the jazz, potentially for the four seed in the conference. Oh, that's right. In the conference. I
0: forgot about how, yeah, that was, that
1: was a bigger game than we think it was. yep. Yeah. And I think Chris Paul was ready, man. He's like mm-hmm. trying to go over there. Like what's going on? And they're like, Oh, it's like, stay away from us. Like we have no idea what's going on. And that would have been oh, yeah. a really good game to see the results yeah. of that. Um, so I think Oklahoma city is pretty disappointed that, that this is happening for sure. Um, it gives teams like the jazz to collect themselves, get more chemistry. It gives team like the rockets to take a breather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harden doesn't have to play 45 minutes um, for at least a few weeks, probably hopefully no more than that. And yeah, I think any team like them that has that's in a rhythm right now, um, they're gonna suffer a little bit uh, coming back. It's gonna be hard to get those emotions back up. Yeah, I think that
0: is a that is a tough one. It's like because all of a sudden you have to wait a couple more months, and it's like, can you get that fitness back, or can you maintain that fitness all the way up until where? The NBA finally decides, like, hey, we're good to go. Let's let's restart the season. All of a sudden, you got to get right back into the swing of things. Like, can you maintain that fitness there? Um, so that'll be a great test for somebody, especially someone of LeBron's age, who the last couple games, I think, has taken a commanding lead of the Lakers and has actually been the best player on that team. Uh, I think for a while there, it looked like that title was going to go to Anthony Davis, but it looks to me like the Lakers <laughs> are at that best when LeBron is the best player oh, on the yeah. floor.
1: Oh totally. LeBron LeBron is just playing spectacularly right now. Like it, it's a thing yeah. of beauty to watch. He's he's unstoppable when he wants to get into the paint right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I mean, oh man. It, it hurts. It hurts to talk about when I, I don't know when the next time we'll get to talk about it is, you know. Yeah. Here's a
0: here's here's one that I'll throw at you. Mm-hmm. Um just because I I don't think we can close this podcast without talking about these guys, hmm. the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Does this benefit do? Does this? Do you think this does anything negative or positively for the Rockets? Uh, the reason <laughs> I say that is because they won their first game in March against Minnesota just a, on Tuesday night. But before that, they won. They lost four in a row, and they didn't just lose four in a row. They got to it kind of got killed in the last three, three, and <laughs> those three losses LA Clippers, Bob, Charlotte Hornets, and the Orlando Magic. Right.
1: I, I don't think this doesn't, I think they've been figured out. Like the teams yeah. that can match up against them are going to just destroy them. I think it does do, though. And I think I might have mentioned this earlier, but it gives them a breather. <laughs> like they need a breather because PJ yeah. Tucker is going to need all the energy he can get. Uh, James Harden, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, gonna need all the energy they can get. They're gonna be all be playing forty plus minutes in every game. Like it's just yeah. inevitable once the playoffs come. So they, yeah, they they could use a little bit of a respite. Um, wish it was under better circumstances, obviously, but I think it'll be a small benefit to them. Yeah,
0: I think that's the X factor in their small ball strategy is just, I got to imagine it must be an exhausting way of basketball to play. Oh yeah. <laughs> like you've got to put so much energy so much to compete energy. with the big guys to get rebounds and then to push constantly push the ball up the floor. I mean, they're professional athletes, so I'm sure they know that and they can, they can handle it. But still, I mean, it's gotta be exhausting over the course
1: of weeks and consecutive mm-hmm. games of doing this. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I think, I think for the Clippers to mention the Clippers, I do think them having more practice time, like actual practice time with their fully healthy roster with Paul George now incorporated, which they weren't able to do um, in the offseason because he was hurt. Um, that will help their chemistry a lot, I think. So they, they, I think they'll look even better um, coming you back after after the suspensions lifted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so as well. So in terms of the top 3, do we still consider
0: the Lakers, Clippers, Bucks the top 3 here in the NBA? Is this truncated, no truncated?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: St- straight to playoffs, no mm-hmm. playoffs. 100%. Any change
1: here? No, no change. No change at all. Like I I think the Bucks are like 75% chance of making the finals on the Eastern Conference side and the Lakers Clippers got to be like 40-40. Like they each get yeah. 40% chance of making the finals. Like they're, they're neck and neck. And I think every other 20, te- <laughs> well, the 20 gets split between like the Rockets. We'll give the Rockets like 10%. We'll get, <laughs> we'll give Denver five. We'll get, we'll give Utah two. We'll give OKC two. We'll give Dallas two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I'm truncated, not truncated straight to the playoffs. Uh, it's it's the top three. The big three here is still Clippers, Lakers. Yeah. Depends. See who meets the Bucks in the NBA Finals. And it's going to be a show. I think from what we saw, Sean, when we saw that showdown, Lakers and Clippers, that these are the top dog teams. And if the Lakers want to take down the Clippers, they got to cross their fingers that either Avery Bradley <laughs> goes for 24, Kuzma, Kuzma KCP, yeah. uh, Rondo,
1: Danny Green. I don't know. Yeah. Well,
0: Quinn Cook, whoever's on that. <laughs> is he bench, still but they on the team, that
1: third guy. <laughs> I don't think. I don't oh, know. They got rid of Troy Daniels. That's right. they got, yeah. they, Quinn Cook's still there. Jared Quinn Dudley. Cook's still there.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Because I think the Clippers brought their firepower. I mean, Lou Williams is nowhere to be found, but yeah. uh, regardless, the Lakers need that third guy to go 20 plus, mm-hmm. And they found it in Avery Bradley on Sunday. Now it's a question of yeah. can they find that in a playoff series? Right. And
1: we, yeah, like you said, like Lou Williams had a bad game. Marcus Morris. Hey, Marcus Morris gets worst performance of the week. I'm just gonna put that <laughs> out there right now. Like since we didn't have an official one, but he's my unofficial worst performance. That guy was terrible. He shot like zero for ten from the field at one point in the whole game. And he was wide open yeah. on three on so many occasions and he just bricked them all.
0: hmm yeah. yeah, I was wondering like why they didn't go back to Zubach in the second half. He was he looked like he was doing pretty well yeah, against AT. He was a
1: revenge game against the Lakers too. You'd think that right. they put him out there more. Um, But I I guess I I have a a little segment with you, Alan, I'd like to do right now. Um, Sure. uh, So let's just say the regular season is over. Like they're not going to do any more regular season games. Now, I really hope that's not the case. But let's just say it ends now. Let's give our awards out for who we think deserves each award. Oh, that's tough. It's tough because of the
0: recency. (laughs) Definitely the recency bias is going to be heavy here. Oh for sure. Uh,
1: but that that's just yeah. how it has to be, right? Like we it has to be based on what's happened most recently and that's that's there's no way about it because that's the end of the season.
0: Okay, who do you want to start with? Uh let's, start with, start, let's with? start with the MVP. MVP? Yeah. Heavy, heavy recency bias. But you're going. LeBron, I gotta. Aren't you? Say, I gotta say, why not? And I'm going Lebron. <laughs> oh my gosh. This, this dude is a machine. This dude has carried this team. And the more I think about it, the Lakers and the Bucks have almost an identical record now, in terms of numbers. And the quality of that record from the Lakers is by far a higher level than the than the Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> record. I I just I am gonna defend that. The Pacific okay. Division is way more difficult. But, but who's the Lakers' more. second
1: best player? Right, it's Anthony Davis.
0: <laughs> but the Lakers have struggled through injur- some some injuries here and there. And LeBron has just been that consistent source. And he, the Lakers have been the number one seed in the West since, like, what, November? Early November? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and then what he just did this last, the last two weeks, and even more specifically the last couple games... recency bias is sure. You can argue that
1: that's huge here, but still I'm sticking with it. I'm going LeBron MVP. Yeah. I still have to give it to Giannis and that's, and using recency bias, the last few games that he sat out, they've lost. (laughs) It's not like, it's like the bucks have a good team, but like bringing Mm -hmm. up second best players, like Anthony Davis versus Chris Middleton. I don't think that's very much of a contest. And then you could maybe compare the rest of the teams, uh, the rest of the teams to each other. Like the three through ten, is pretty whatever for both teams. Mm-hmm. But I just think Giannis, like if you take Giannis off that team, it's instantly a lottery team. If you take LeBron off, I feel like Anthony Davis could get them to an eight seed in the playoffs, much like he would do Ow. with the Pelicans in years past. So I got to give the nod to Giannis, especially because of what this dude can put up numbers wise. Like LeBron puts up great numbers, but he doesn't put up like 30.15 rebound, five assist games in 25 minutes like Giannis does. So efficient.
0: Yeah. I mean, the numbers are crazy there. It's he's, he's like a walking cheat code.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He really is. Uh, uh, Let's go to uh, rookie of the year though. Rookie of the year. Yeah.
0: I still got to go with my man, John Morant. Yeah. Eight seed.
1: Yeah. With this many games Zion, under his belt. Zion just didn't get enough time.
0: Yeah, see, and that's a disadvantage right there. Is you give him, you give Zion 20 more games, he gets those Pelicans to the eight seed. I, 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 I'd go Zion. I'd go Zion. I'd go yeah. 70% Zion mm-hmm. uh, and then 30% John. But at this point, if it ends today, then... I got to go with the boy Ja Morant. Yeah. Eight Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. I mean, we thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> if not the
1: worst team. Uh, yeah. I literally thought they were going to be the worst team in the league. And wow. Yeah. Ja Morant is a very special player. I mean, Zion mm-hmm. is nuclear, but jaw is a superstar in this league for yeah. sure. Uh, what do you want to yeah. go to next? How about sixth man?
0: Yeah, so that's the thing. the last The last two that are pretty much left here is like sixth man defensive player of the year, and these are two that I haven't really put that I haven't really put much thought into it. Uh, for sixth man,
1: not Lou Williams well, again. It almost feels like you have to go Lou Williams again. Yeah, you bet against him last year. It didn't work out too for you too well. <laughs>
0: I did, I did, and I'm think I'm just going through the list of teams right now, especially the teams that are top. Denver's got nobody, Lakers, nobody. Uh Clippers are right there. They got Lou. Mm-hmm. And Trez even. And Trez, yeah, Montrez. Let's see. You got Bucks. Bucks, man. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> um, Toronto Raptors just have a slurry of names who have filled that role. <laughs> yeah. Um Pacers, not so much. Mm-hmm. Celtics, Marcus
1: Smart. He starts more often than not. Though, yeah, so. yeah, th- yeah. That's right. He plays on that borderline. So it's got. I, man, I think it's got to be one of the Clippers. I don't think you could make. I mean, yeah, I don't think you could make the argument for anybody else. Yeah, that's what I,
0: I think. It's even more polarizing than last year. Um, yeah, I think you got to go with uh, either Lou or Montrezl Harrell here. I think I'm going to go with Montrezl Harrell just based off. Lou Williams just hasn't, hasn't looked good the last week, last two weeks.
1: Yeah, he's just not as consistent as he used to be. And Montrez mm-hmm. has somehow intensified the energy that he brought last year. And he yeah. just seems even more on fire this year. I have to give it to this man, Montrez. Mm-hmm. He was a beast when we watched him against the Lakers too.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with you on that as well. I think Montrez is the guy to go with here. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's bringing. He's been consistent the last few years. Lou Williams was just on an unbelievable tear last year, and he was going. He was on a similar path to start the year, I think. And I think that was mainly because Paul George wasn't there. Once he came right. back, it's, and now they've added all these other pieces, like Pat Beverly's back, and you got Reggie Jackson on that roster too. So it's. Mm-hmm. Which is I don't really know if that affects him as much though, because the really the field goal attempts just are not there the last two weeks. Except for whatever reason, he's just not even being aggressive like he used to be.
1: Right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that would be about, but mm-hmm. yeah. I like that we both got Montrez on there. I think he he think he earned it for sure. Yeah. So let's go defensive player of the year. Yeah. This one's hard. I haven't mm-hmm. thought about it either. Uh, Defense is just hard to measure as a casual NBA fan. Even yeah, even as even as a fanatic like we are, like mm-hmm. how, how do you measure defense? Uh, I guess you could look at blocks. You could look at steals. Yeah,
0: I think for me it's like
1: uh, who who would like Bur- like you okay, okay, go, Hassan go. Whiteside has three point one blocks a game, but he sucks at defense. Brooke I don't think Lopez, is Brooke a guy Lopez at... could be up there. I don't know.
0: I, I I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis, and this is like a cheap pick, but I'm gonna go with mm, Anthony Davis. Interesting. For now, I I have no idea who else to go with here. I think D- Davis has been there; he's been the anchor for this Laker defense. Obviously, he's got Dwight and Javale helping him out as well. But Lakers are the best, second best team in the league. Got one of the top defenses in the league. I, I'm gonna say why not? Why not go with the
1: with the Lakers here? I'm gonna go Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Yeah, I think Marcus Smart has improved greatly this year, both offensively and defensively. Earned a earned a starting role in most of the games he's played this year, and I feel like he brings the same energy that Patrick Beverly brings. But I think he's Mm -hmm. just a little more capable of a player than Patrick Beverly. And I mean, Boston's doing fantastic this year. Uh, one point six steals per game for Marcus Smart. I'm gonna give it to him.
0: Yeah. So the number one defense in the league right now is the Milwaukee Bucks, followed by the Raptors and then the Lakers in defensive rating and then the Boston Celtics. So I think it seems smart that it would come out of one of these top five teams Mm -hmm. here uh, for defensive player of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: What about so let's do one last one. Let's do most improved player. Oh, that
0: one. There's some I good. Like can- I mean, you you got you there got like way way out of right wing, <laughs> uh, way out of like left field candidates like Devonte Graham, who's mm-hmm. just like, dude, well this guy literally wasn't even getting a single NBA minute, and now all of a sudden he's like an 18 plus night consistently for his team. You right. got a guy like Brandon Ingram, who's like, dude, this All Star dude didn't even get offered an extension when he got traded, and. Uh, I mean, yeah, you got guys like that
1: trying to think who... who there's think there's those two, two other names that stand out to me. One of them is DeMontis Sabonis. Sabonis,
0: yes. Just Sabonis.
1: absolute machine, double-double mm-hmm. machine. And then in a similar vein, Bam Adebayo. Yeah, Bam Adebayo. Just see, Bam incredible. is a guy
0: that you saw coming, though. I saw that, you know, I and did, you saw I that didn't coming. I didn't see him
1: even coming as hard as he did. Like, yeah, I didn't know he was going to okay. be this good.
0: right. Like, I knew you, like, I think everybody in the NBA, if you read, like, oh, top sleeper picks, everybody had Bam Adebayo, <laughs> right. number one. And he still and so exceeded that expectations. Come, but yeah, and he did exceed him. Yeah. However, like, Brandon Ingram was, like, those scary ones where it was, like, ah, you know, possibly, but I'm not going to put him in the top three likely, you know, sleeper yeah. picks. All these are guys
1: like, are so worthy of, of this award. Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Like... I'd feel like if I gave it to one of them, I'd feel like the other three got snubbed. Yeah, like, no it's matter like how who much I pick. More. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I, honestly, for me, I'm gonna go Brandon Ingram. I, I
1: I absolutely
0: have loved the journey he's taken, and he actually put himself into an all star position. Uh, you know, and he's he's been the leading scorer for this Pelicans team despite the up and downs that they've had. I mean, at one point. It looked like they only had like eight active rock players on their roster, and they he still showed up night after night, putting up twenty plus games. And it's just like the shot attempts he's taking are so difficult, but he's just mm-hmm. knocking them down. And the dude believes, and he's stuck with his game. He he didn't try to modify and become more of a three point shooter like everybody <laughs> was yelling at him to become. You know, he's stuck with his game, yeah. and he's and he's molded himself into a great player based off his own. Is based off what he wants to do, so I'm gonna give it
1: to him. Yeah, and I, I can't blame you for that pick. I think it's a great pick for that award. It pains me that I'm not gonna say Devonte Graham because <laughs> I think it's absolutely yeah. insane that he came out of nowhere and is an instant fringe all star. He'd be an all star right. if the Hornets were any better, but they suck, mm-hmm. so he didn't make the cut and. He's he might still even have a ways to go, uh, but I I got to give it to Bam. Bam. Even, even though people saw it coming, even though people knew he was going to be a sleeper in fantasy, you still have to live up to those expectations. And he exceeded those expectations and yeah. just the, the way he can play the game in and out. He can. He's one of the best passing big men in the league now. He puts up stats across the board. A huge reason why this Miami Heat team is way better than we had anticipated. We thought this was going to be just a fringe playoff team. No, mm-hmm. they're they're a contender to make the finals um, if the, yeah. all their pieces play as well as they can. Bam um, Bio being, I think, being the second best player on this team, potentially going to be the best player on this team if he continues this trajectory. Um, over the next few years, I I love his game. I I so appreciate the work ethic he puts in. Making his first All Star game appearance this season, I, I gotta give it to Bam.
0: Yeah, I think it's tough to go to go wrong with either Ingram Bam or Devontae. I think the thing about Bam is like you're right. He he brought this Miami team to be a legitimate Finals contender. And he's a big part of the reason why they're in that position and. Got a ways to go as well. And on top of that, he is a
1: skills skills challenge champion. Right, so. yeah. He was <laughs> able to drain those threes, which he only had made one of the entire season before that. He had to make three of them to win that thing. So yeah. he's still got more to show us. He's got a three-point game he's going to unleash on us, potentially in the playoffs this year or maybe next year. Yeah,
0: Exactly. And Devante Graham, man, I feel bad leaving him out man, of this, I, but
1: he's there's always somebody you got to leave uh, out. It's like there were so many awesome improvement improvement stories from so many players this year. It's like, it's like you deserve the credit, like you deserve the nomination at least for the award. But I, I think he's just barely loses out because obviously, when you you go from being a bench player to an all star, that's more impactful than going from a bench player just to a starter.
0: Right, exactly. I got to I gotta think that as well. Um, well, final thought here. We hope this NBA season doesn't quite go as late as the other oh, suspension. Or yeah, this NBA season um, suspension doesn't quite go as long as all the way up until E3 in late June. Hopefully we can come back to you guys with more NBA news sooner than that. Mm-hmm. But for now, it looks like we will take a pause here on the podcast and further future episodes until there's stuff for us. You know to actually talk about uh but till then you know everybody stay safe wash your hands and um i guess stay quarantined if you're in any of these major cities and uh you know just have good self-awareness and i'm sure these bad times will pass soon yep. thanks everybody
1: yeah we'll stick together Alan, i'll miss i'll miss talking with you yeah <laughs> we
0: still have text messaging yes. you know as long as the cell phone towers are still around yes
1: as long as they're <laughs> still around yeah well yep have a good week everybody and uh be safe out there